your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, June 21st, 2021. Your boy Q here. Hopefully everyone had a really good Father's Day weekend. Hopefully everyone had a really good Father's Day in general. You got to spend some time with your pops, maybe take him out to dinner, or just, you know, give him a call and tell him that you love him, that you were thinking about him. And uh, if you're a father out there, hopefully you had a great Father's Day as well. Uh, Juneteenth weekend as well, so if you celebrate Juneteenth, uh, shout out to you as well. So hopefully, hopefully it was just an overall great weekend for everybody. Well, we are back here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast on this Monday, ready to rock and roll on another week of Raider conversation. And uh, before I get into today's episode, I do want you to know it's being brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, great low prices. All the parts your car is ever going to need is all at rockauto.com. All you got to do is let them know that the Lockdown Raiders podcast sent you. That's how they know I'm doing my job. So I'll tell you all about them later on into in the show but today i do want to i got a couple things i want to talk about in today's show segment number three calls and texts straight off that locked on raider podcast voice bell line had a ton of feedback over the weekend got a lot of calls all pouring in uh, over the weekend so we're going to get to as many as possible coming up in segment number three segment number two going to talk about damon arnett and how big of a year this could be for him there's a lot of conversation that's kind of been going on lately at least i saw over the weekend i uh, saw guys like vic taver from the athletic vinnie bonsignor from uh, raider nation radio and uh, also from uh, the las vegas review journal kind of putting out some pieces on Damon Arnett and how there's a lot of speculation about his job could be in danger. And if it is, well, then that's just a wasted first-round pick. You know, we talk about bust and we talk about, you know, picks that, that pan out and picks that don't. Well, Damon Arnett, if he ends up, you know, being that guy where he loses his job, now uh, he could always recover his job, but uh, if he ends up losing his job, that's going to be looked at as, well, that was one of those bad picks by the Raiders in the first round. So we'll talk all things Damon Arnett coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, I'd like to give you news and notes, but there's not really a whole lot of news and notes. I mean, and, and that's the kind of year or that's the kind of time of year it is right now. Uh, when you get late June, early July before training camp, you really don't have a whole lot of news and notes. So I kind of wanted to go in on this vaccine conversation. And, you know, again, a, a lot of folks look at this vaccine conversation and I guess some people consider it political. I, I don't. Oh, that's not the that's not the angle that I'm, I'm choosing to talk about it from. I'm choosing to talk it talk about it from a uh, uh, availability standpoint and I uh, had John McClain on Friday's show you heard him talking about uh, the players getting vaccinated and why these players should be getting vaccinated and how the NFL is making it so difficult for you to basically uh, do your job and do your job at a high level if you don't get vaccinated and that is the biggest key for me and a lot of people will come at you and you've seen Cole Beasley I'm sure uh, he's basically said he'd rather retire than get the, the vaccination and that's his choice and that's my thing like I don't ever want anyone to think that I'm trying to tell you that you have to go and and get vaccinated and that I don't respect your choice not to. It has nothing to do with that. What I'm saying and what I think that John McClain was trying to say, or I know what John McClain was trying to say, is like, hey, this is what the NFL is trying to, again, you can't be forced to do it, but they're trying to push you and lean you in that direction because they want to make sure that at the end of the day, they feel that their players, their coaches, everyone is in the most safe position possible. And that might not even mean anything. I mean, I've had people hit me up and tell me that the vaccine ain't, ain't you know, really nothing and doesn't really help at all. And it, it, it might not. I don't know. 
I'm just saying that these guys are basically being asked by their employer, who is the NFL, to do something so that they can have you know more confidence that their their players and their staff are confident. And I got a tweet. I got a very long tweet over the weekend from uh, Kai Van Body, and I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's really really long. Uh, he, his Twitter handle is at Van Body. That's at V A N B O D H I. And he said, "Hey, I was just listening to the call about the vaccines. I want to chime in with you. I don't expect this to make the podcast, but I want to share my perspective with." you uh he goes on to say how he's a raider fan for a very long time and that's awesome uh 46 years old uh loves the raiders and then he said i'm also a doctor of traditional chinese medicine in the state of california i see a lot of patients and i have access to a database of people being treated by alternative medicine uh and then he says i just wanted to let you know there is a blank ton of reactions to vaccines and all the vaccines everything from miscarriages to seizures i'm talking about either it's someone i know or the patient of someone i know So then he goes on to say that he'll be real curious to see what happens in the NFL over time, how the vaccine impacts players' health. We're going to see some impact of it both ways. And he said, I'm happy that some people get the vaccine and have no bad reaction. I also really feel for players who stand on there knowing that they don't need the vaccine or don't want the vaccine. If the vaccine works, then people in danger are the ones unvaccinated. It shouldn't be a problem. If you're vaccinated, you're protected. You're not going to get COVID. If you're not vaccinated, then you take the risk of getting COVID and missing games. I don't see a problem with it. That's from Kai Van Body. And I think really in response to that tweet, I think the end of your tweet really sums it up right there. The guys that aren't vaccinated take the risk of getting COVID and then they can miss games. Can you imagine? I mean, I was watching the the Suns and and uh, the Clippers on Sunday and CP3 is out. You know, CP3 is out. He, uh, you know, and he supposedly was vaccinated, or at least that's what one of the reports is, is that he was vaccinated. But could you imagine the Raiders making it to the playoffs and then all of a sudden, you know, week one, the first week in the playoffs, a major player on the team, a Max Crosby, a unique Ngakwe, Derek Carr. Anyway, I'm just using those guys for example. I'm not saying that they're not vaccinated, but can you imagine all of a sudden one of those guys going down, a major player going down? I, and that's what they're basically saying, and that's why John Gruden's saying that he's hoping that all the players end up getting that because he doesn't want that. That doesn't. That can't be an excuse. You can't use that as an excuse. Well, you know, COVID hit and, and these major players were out. Well, if they go and get the vaccine, then they don't have to worry about it. Then they shouldn't be in that position. Now, again, it doesn't mean that you don't get it because, again, there's a report that CP3 uh, has been vaccinated and apparently he still got COVID. So, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, there's, of course, there's so many different subjects and so many different things that we don't know. You're right. But... It's just, it's just kind of, I hate to say the company line, but it's kind of the company line that, that these guys are expected to follow. And that's why I'm encouraging players, and I'm hoping that most of the players go and do it because you don't want that situation to pop up. Or in a game that means something, you know, you got the playoffs riding on a week 17, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, your, half your, your offensive line is out because one guy got COVID and the other guys are, are contact tracing or whatever. I mean, basically, if you don't get it, and I mean the players, then they have to live by the same rules that they had in 2020. And I don't think any player wanted that, right? None of them wanted it. They wanted to have some kind of freedoms and be able to do some things. If you get vaccinated, you're able to do that. Also, from my perspective, perspective and and I got vaccinated I have no problem saying that I've been vaccinated fully vaccinated for quite a while now but I'm able to do other things as far as a media member you know if I'm going to be at Allegiant Stadium covering games would you rather do a in-person interview over zoom or do you would you rather have an in-person interview in the locker room with the player after the game I rather talk to the player in the locker room after the game than do it over zoom I mean zoom makes it convenient but it's not the same. You don't get the same kind of, you know, one-on-one. You don't get the same. You don't build relationships. I mean, there's so many different reasons for it. And so I actually saw Vinny Bonsignor, who I really respect a lot. I saw him going back and forth with the, now I don't want to say a bunch of people on Twitter, but uh, it was a few people on Twitter just talking about, you know, like, oh, well, the media guy sold out because he wants to do this or he wants to do it. No, it's part of our job. 
It's part of our job. You know, I mean, I know for a fact there's radio stations right now that don't allow people in the studios unless they're vaccinated. So do you want to do your radio show from the studio or do you want to do your radio show from home? I much rather do my radio show from the studio because that's that's where you get that's how you get a real good, impactful show. Can you do it remotely and from your house? Sure. But, you know, you don't get the eye contact with your co-host. You don't get, you know, it's just different. It's a different ball game. And so that is why that, you know, the NFL is encouraging everyone to go ahead and do that. And so if you're someone like me and on the media side of things, I would have a, a, a very small list of things I'd be allowed to do if I wasn't vaccinated. And I wasn't going to go for that. When I when I made the decision to get vaccinated, I said, hey, I'm not going to I'm going to make sure that there is no reason why I can't do something. And that was 100 percent my number one reason why I went and got vaccinated. The number two reason is because I think it's just smart. I think it's smart for me. I think it's smart for people around me, you know, and, and, and I'm really trying to trying to do the best I can with what I believe, what I think. You know, and of course, we all don't know. You know, it's one of those we just don't know. But I know that, you know, I, I feel a lot better if I can go to Vegas and see my mom and, and, and be able to hang out with her because I've been vaccinated and she feels confident that, hey, he can hang out with me because he's been vaccinated. I mean, that just all of that makes a lot more sense. So for me, it was a no brainer. And I think for some of these players, it's no brainers. And I know for a lot of media members like Vinny, no brainers, just because you want to be able to do your job at the best of your ability. And I don't even know if Vinny's been been vaccinated or not. I just I'm assuming that he has just because I know he's going to want to do his job the, to the best of his ability. But again, it's not for everybody and you don't have to do it and they don't have to do it. But if you're an NFL player and you decide not to do it, then you got to live by the 2020 rules. And that is something I don't think anyone wants to do. So we'll see what happens. And, and I know John Gruden said that uh, he's hoping to get all the players vaccinated. I know earlier in the uh, offseason, he was saying that they were they were in a good position. He felt like they were one of the better teams as far as uh, vaccinations go. And, and so hopefully, because how much did COVID impact the Raiders in 2020? Think about that. Think how many guys missed games because of COVID. Think how many times you saw, you know, John Gruden get uh, fined because of COVID and because of a mask mandate. I mean, the mask, you'd be done with the mask if you get vaccinated. I mean, there's just so many positives as opposed to the negatives that I see, you know, and again, if a player just truly believes, hey, I don't want to get vaccinated, I don't need to get vaccinated, it's against what I believe in, then hey, so be it. That's that's what you do. That's the, again, that's their choice. But I just feel like the the positives way outweigh the negatives. But again, that's just me. But just kind of trying to break it down and want to do a further explanation on, you know, the vaccination and why it's even being talked about. Again, it's not something that I'm trying to push anyone's agenda. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. Uh, I'm just saying from an NFL point of view and from some employer's point of view, it makes more sense to go ahead and do it. And since the NFL is the employer of all these players and they're getting paid a whole lot of money, I think it makes more sense for them to make sure that they're available and be vaccinated. And that's basically what the NFL is trying to tell you as well. Coming up in segment number two, going to talk about Damon Arnett, how big of a year this is from him. I actually got a, a text message about him. What's it going to take for the second year guy out of Ohio State to prove that he was worthy of that number 19 overall spot when the Raiders drafted him just a year ago? That's all coming up in segment number two. Before we get into that, though, do want to tell you about betonline.ag. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sporting action baseball season. I talked about the NBA earlier, NHL, UFC, MMA, all that's going on right now. So before the next pitch, before your next home run, before your next three-pointer or the next goal, head on over to betonline.ag on the laptop or mobile device to check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Get off the sidelines, get into the game. Again, head over to the website using their mobile device or your laptop, sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
betonline.ag. You got to use the promo code locked on. That's how you're going to get that welcome bonus. Again, betonline.ag, promo code locked on. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to talk about Damon Arnett. And I'm starting to see his name a few times. I saw Vic Tafer write a piece that had to do with him on The Athletic. Vinny Bonsignor also had a mailbag, and he had something to say about Damon Arnett. And, you know, I've got my own feelings on, on Arnett and, you know, what he could do this year and why year two is such a big year. And look, I don't know when Damon Arnett's going to get onto the field or if he's going to get onto the field, but when he does get an opportunity, whenever that is, or if he gets an opportunity to shine in training camp, he better do it because a year ago at this time, remember Damon Arnett was the guy that everybody was questioning. Why did they draft a number 19? It was a reach. And uh, he came out and said, you know, I'll show all you guys. And, and he had a really good training camp from all reports. He had a really, really good training camp. And he was the guy that they felt was comfortable to be a day one starter. And that's the thing about it. Even Trayvon Mullen wasn't a day one starter. Trayvon Mullen was behind Gary on Conley until they felt like he was good enough to take that next step. And then that's when they traded Conley. They traded him to the Texans and the Raiders ended up playing Houston the very next week. And then Trayvon Mullen took over and he hasn't, you know, moved off that spot since. Well, I thought they were going to do the same thing with Damon Arnett. If you remember a year ago, they had um, Prince of Makabura was in training camp. And so I thought he was going to be the starting corner across from Trayvon Mullen until Damon Arnett was ready. And then he was going to take over. Well, they moved on from, from Prince before the season even started. So Damon Arnett got the day one start and he only played in a handful of games because he was injured. Well, he was injured banged up in training camp you know remember he had the wrap on the wrist that wasn't 100 healthy then he dealt with covid and and when he was out there it just it wasn't very good either you know i mean he just you could see that he was struggling now the thing about damon arnett is he is a man-to-man corner he likes to play man-to-man he likes to play bump and run on the line of scrimmage and that was something that john gruden was very high about on him a year ago he's talking about he's kind of giving you that old school feel that old school raider feel where they line up man-to-man but paul gunther ran his own scheme and gus bradley runs his own scheme and you could tell that damon arnett at times looked really lost out there including that terrible game against miami where uh, they came back and won at the end ryan fitzpatrick had his helmet ripped off and the ball was still completed because damon arnett took the wrong angle and there was other times throughout the course of the season where he looked like he was just kind of lost and so there's been a lot of speculation on the future for Damon Arnett only a second year guy what the Raiders plan on doing with him Vic Tafer from The Athletic did a, a piece talking about 10 things we noticed from OTAs and one of them is he said Damon Arnett was basically an afterthought there at the Raiders organization and that's after talking to some people inside the building and then observing as well as as media was allowed to be there for some of the the OTAs of course they brought in Casey Hayward spent more draft capital on secondary mainly safeties but still secondary guys and, and there's other young guys on the squad as well so so there's a lot of dudes. And if you remember last week, John Gruden, uh, following one of the uh, the OTA sessions, he actually had this to say when I believe Vinny asked him about Casey Hayward, bringing him in, bringing that veteran presence in. What does that mean for the younger guys? This is what John Gruden had to say last week about the younger dudes in the secondary. Yeah, we put a lot of picks into our secondary. Uh, if you count Trayvon Maring and Tyree Gillespie and, you know, obviously Carl Joseph and John Abram, you know, we got a lot of high picks in that secondary. They're young. Hayward is, is going to be a veteran. It brings us some seasoning um, and some day-to-day consistency. And uh, he's going to provide a lot of competition, I promise you that. He's not here to give away his job. So uh, we like the, the makeup of our secondary. I like the guy coaching them. I think this guy's a special coach. And the best guys are going to play. I don't care if it's Nate Hobbs or Amik Robinson. 
I don't care what round they came in. We're going to play the best four or five guys, and uh, the players will decide that. So there's John Gruden talking about going to play the best four or five guys. And I like that. I do like that approach. I don't like the fact that just because a guy was drafted at a certain position, he's going to get to play. What I will say is you're only going into year two of Damon Arnett. If the Raiders are already kind of moving on from Damon Arnett, then that's all bad on them. That goes back to the reports that John Gruden loves and falls out of love with players really, really quickly. He likes a guy, he talks a guy up, then all of a sudden he doesn't like him. So hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully they're just in, we need to win right now mode. We need to have the best guys out there. There's no time for these guys to learn. If they're going to learn, they're going to learn in practice and not on the field. So that's hopefully what the case is. I'm not saying that you know they're going to put him on the bench, but just saying that it seems like Damon Arnett is, a, is an afterthought right now. That's not good when you're a second-year guy. Vinny Bonsignor, in his, uh, his little mailbag that he put out in the Las Vegas Review-Journal, said Arnett is clearly on notice, and it's on him to get things turned around. If he heeds the wake-up call, he's got the ability to be a quality player, but it's on him. So that was from Vinny. And the thing about it is, again, just a year ago, they were so high on Damon Arnett. So what does he have to do? He's got to be able to come into camp healthy. And this is the thing. He can earn anything he wants in training camp. He's got the ability. It's not like he doesn't. So it's not It's not like, okay, they're going to send him to the bench because, well, he's just not a good player. I don't think that that's the case at all. I think the fact is they just want to see more from him. They want to see that growth from him. And I think in 2020, they just kind of pushed him to the spotlight a little bit quicker than they really were should have. They probably should have let a veteran hold that spot for a while, and, and then when he was ready to take over, then that's what he would do. And I think that's why Casey Hayward's there. Casey Hayward's going to be, in my opinion, the day one starter for uh, for the 2021 season. That Monday night football game against the Baltimore Ravens, I believe you're going to see Casey Hayward out there and Trayvon Mullen. And you could do a lot of different things with Damon Arnett. I've seen people suggest he go back to safety. I don't think that that's the, the case. I think he just needs to work his tail off and earn his spot. But this year clearly is going to be a big year, especially with the new defensive coordinator, new uh, secondary coach. This is the guys that, that John Gruden's saying are going to be able to help the Raiders get to the next level. So a guy like Damon Arnett, who a lot of people thought was a reach when the Raiders drafted him at number 19, and he had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, had a little bit of edge to himself about that. You know, he just kind of, you know, took a took offense to that, and that's fine. I get it. Hey, but you got to go out there and prove that you weren't. One of the biggest knocks I have on Damon Arnett is when he's tackling and he gets his head in there. He gets his head in there so much, and, and you've seen him gotten, get knocked out a couple times in his rookie year, uh, you know, concussions, and, and I know that his hand and his wrist was jacked up, so I'm glad that he's coming back 100% healthy. He looks like he's putting on some weight and some muscle, so he's a little bit stronger, and he's just going to have to go out there and prove why they drafted him in the first round and that he can be that guy. Now, again, he is a man-to-man corner where the the Raiders are going to run a lot of zones. So I'm curious to see exactly how that's going to fit. I would think that if the Raiders were a zone team like they were with Paul Gunther, they would have gone and got a corner that was better at playing zone. <laughs> I mean, that's just me. But they went and got the guy that they wanted. So they went and got him. So now you have to coach him up and you have to get him to play your style or what you want him to do. And so the zone coverage, I do believe he could pick up pretty easy. And once he gets really good at it, he probably could be a really stinking good corner because he could do everything. But I remember about a year ago when I interviewed Mike Haynes, I interviewed him for uh, the Lockdown Raiders podcast and also for Raider Nation Radio 920. And I was asking him about the young secondary. And, and he talked about how when they're young guys, they probably should play more man to man because it's easier for them. So when they do make mental mistakes, it's okay. They can still, they can still be effective. Matter of fact, here's my question. And here's the great Mike Haynes answer to the question about the young secondary. 
Yeah, and, and I asked you that question because the Raiders look like they're going to have a very young secondary. Trayvon Mullen's going to be a second-year guy. Uh, Damon Arnett, he was the number 19 overall pick out of Ohio State. They got Amik Robertson. Looks like he's going to play some time in the slot, but he's all uh, a young guy as well. And so a lot of fans are concerned because there's so much youth, especially in the secondary on that defense. How concerned should they be? They shouldn't be concerned at all because the Raiders had to know what they were doing when they were making that decision. So, you know, when I was on the Raiders, we were really good at man-to-man defense. When the game was on the line, we were going to go man-to-man. And so with young guys, if you don't want them to make any mental mistakes, the best thing you can do is go man-to-man. And so that's Raider, That's what Raider DBs do anyway. Right. They, they, love, they love man-to-man coverage, and they're just going to put them in that man-to-man coverage for the most of the time. And when I was making all those mental mistakes, um, a couple of times they were in man-to-man, but usually they were zone. They were zone coverages. So, um, so anyway, I think that they'll be okay then. If they're young, they'll, they'll, they're going to make some mistakes, but hopefully they won't be mental, you know. Right. And um, they'll be all right. So there was Mike Haynes, and he was talking about the young guys are going to definitely make mistakes. And when he made mistakes, uh, it was – sometimes in the in the in man-to-man but mostly it was in zone and so uh we'll see again training camp for Damon Arnett is is going to be big uh I do believe that some folks have already started to write him off as far as fans go I mean and I don't think that that's what you should do I think he has an opportunity to be really good uh he has a chance to bounce back and and have a big season this year and show that he belongs but uh I do believe that he's going to be brought along slowly I think that the Raiders probably regret bringing him along bringing him along as quickly as they did his rookie year uh now I did get a tweet or no, a text, I'm sorry, a text from Raider Reg from Pomona. And he said, Big Q, what it do? Raider Reg from Pomona, once again, with my two cents. Whatever happened to no news is good news. Yes, I want to hear something about our net, just like all of Raider Nation. Chill out and relax, Nation, because it may just be by design. I've heard of him not being mature and how he may not be committed because he's got his rap thing going on and whatnot. Fact is, the reason we are hype about this guy is because he's a dog. He got the swag, the red dreads. He's in the middle of the guys hyping up the team. Fact is, he put on some good muscle, so that's something. The damn cast is off, and he'll be put for his old spot no news is good news and can be by design to keep him uncomfortable and on edge music to my ears because that's what we need competition that's my two cents Q. love your content i got my brothers on board because it's a family thing happy father's day to you and all the great dads that don't get enough credit out there just win baby again that's from raider reg from pomona and yeah i definitely believe that there is something to that you know i mean i don't think that they're just trying to hand him his job but i also think that they're trying to let him know that hey you've got to step it up and be a lot better and all those points that you brought up the cast being off the muscle being there you know yeah that's all great and i know he looks like a dog and he plays like a dog at times i do like his tenacity i like the fact that he likes to get in there and and try to uh, uh attack and make the tackle i just want to see him make the tackle with his uh, his head up so he doesn't get a concussion because a couple more concussions man and all of a sudden you're going to be looking up at three or four concussions in two years in the league and that's not good either um do, do I think that Arnett should be written off absolutely not do I think he's got the goods to get it done absolutely but like you said that competition is something that needs to be there and uh, he's going to face it he's going to feel the heat this uh this training camp and I think that that's a good thing like you mentioned man there's competition really all over the team all over that defense that's something that I talked about on the show a couple weeks ago and uh that that's only going to be good for Damon Arnett but he's definitely going to be put 
pushed, and he's going to have to prove that he he deserves that spot or one of those spots. And if the thing about it is, the other thing is, if he does lose the the competition as far as the outside corner, he is a guy who could play in the slot. But you're also getting competition from Amik Robertson. You're also getting competition from Nate Hobbs. I mean, there's other guys that are trying to play that slot position as well. So there's that. But uh, either way you look at it, man, if he's if he's got it in him and he wants to have his job and he wants to be the dude, he's going to go out there and do everything that they uh, they ask him to do and then some. So we will see how it shakes out. I mean, again, it's about a month, less than a month away from the start of training camp. And boom, once training camp starts, then, hey, it's it's the best man. May the best man win the job. And that's all you really want. You want to have the best 11 guys on both sides of the ball out there. And that's what the Raiders intend to do. The Raiders need to win. They need to win now. The Vegas Golden Knights winning there in Las Vegas also puts a little bit of extra pressure on them as well because, hey, this is what a winning team looks like. Can you do the same? Well, the Raiders are going to have to step their game up and do the same. So that's all I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up next, your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693. That's coming up. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about a couple great sponsors here of the Locked On Raiders podcast. And the first one is Built Bar. I've been telling you about Built Bar for a very, very long time. They actually had a couple great specials over the weekend. Uh, the last minute gifts for dad. They had the caramel brownie out there available. They had uh, they had the banana nut bread for dad. They had a couple of uh, really good Father's Day specials. And that's what they do on the website all the time, BuiltBar.com. They'll have like one day, two day specials. But they also have nine flavors right now that they're really trying to focus in on. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Those are the nine flavors that they're focusing in on. But like I said, you could always get a limited time edition. You just got to check the uh, website early, and you got to check the website often to see what it is, builtbar.com. When you're there and you decide what you want, maybe you get a mixed box, which is two of each of those nine flavors that get you 18 total bars. Then, boom, you check out with Lock15. That promo code is going to save you 15% off your order just like that. Builtbar.com. You want to go check them out. It's a it's great-tasting protein bar. So basically, it tastes like a candy bar, but... It's a protein bar, so it's really, really good for you. So you definitely want to make sure you go ahead and take advantage of that. BuiltBar.com. Again, promo code is LOCK15 to save 15% off your order at checkout. I also want to tell you about RockAuto.com. been telling you about them for a long time, and they're the title sponsor of today's show, and they're like the Raiders. They're a family business. They've been serving auto part customers online for over 20 years. All you got to do is go to RockAuto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, and they've got everything engine parts, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. If you need it, they got it. It doesn't matter if your car is a classic or a daily driver. Everything you need is a few easy clicks away, and the parts are delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com, the catalog is unique and super easy to navigate. You can see all the parts available for your vehicle. You choose the brands, you choose the specifications, and most importantly, the prices that you prefer. That's right. The prices at RockAuto.com are super low and the same for professionals as it is for do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now. Check out the parts available for your car truck and while you're there is a box that said how'd you hear about us right locked on Raiders podcast that's how they know that I sent you and I'm doing my job great selection great low prices all the parts your car is ever going to need is at rockauto.com segment number three it's up next your locked on Raiders your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders part of the locked on podcast network your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before we get started, got to sound the alarm one time for this first call. This first call comes from Montavious, who is a new booty. He's calling to talk about Gus Bradley and his fast, physical, ball-out model that we've been talking about here on the Locked On Raiders podcast and what Bradley actually means by that. So here he is, my guy Montavious. I believe he said Montavious. 
kind of hard to hear, but uh, I believe he said Montavious. Anyway, he's a new booty here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. So here it goes. I found Q because I'm a new booty. Get it together and bring it back to me. I guess now that it's summertime, we need to put a tan on it then see what to do. What up, Q? Uh, thanks for playing the music. I've been listening to your show for a couple of years. Uh, I just haven't had that chance to call into the Lockdown Raiders voicemail yet. This is Montsadius on Twitter at Montsadius. I was just calling to chime in on what uh, everyone on the podcast has been saying about the new uh, defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley, asking his players to play fast, play physical, and ball out. Um, I don't know much about Gus Bradley, but I think – He's not telling his players to ball out. He's telling his players to get the ball out, like literally reminding the defense to try to cause some turnovers. Um, I know a lot of people talk about Derek Carr and the play calling from John Gruden, but can you remember the last time the defense actually caused a lot of turnovers? just think that would open things up for the offense if you had a defense that, you know, was positive in the turnover ratio. So I think, uh, you know, love what I'm hearing from, from the show, love what I'm hearing from all of the, uh, the, the mini camps from the players. Can't wait to see you guys all at the uh, Death Star. I don't know what people eat in Las Vegas when they're tailgating, but I can't wait to find out. But, yeah, I was just thinking Gus Bradley's being a little more literal. We need to get the ball out and cause some turnovers, and I think, I think that is going to help out this team tremendously. I uh, hope you play the call. Just want to say happy Father's Day, Q. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the Raider Nation out there. Hope you had a good weekend. Get it right. Get it tight. Hit it right. Hit it tight. Just win, Raiders. There he goes. I believe he said Montavious. I probably got that wrong. But either way, good call right there, my man. And, yeah, you're absolutely right. When he's talking about fast physical ball out, that's exactly what it meant. It's not, uh, you know, ball out like go ball out. It's It has to do with creating those turnovers. That's that's what I was saying, and that's why I was excited about it because he's doing it and making it like a rhythm and something that they practice each and every game, so it's it's muscle memory. So instead of just, you know, going out there and playing fast and physical, oh, yeah, at the same time, we're also looking to try to create turnovers. That's what he's basically saying. So, yeah, you're spot on about that. The last time that they created a bunch of turnovers, 2016. Last time they went to the playoffs, 2016. It's no surprise, right? So, yeah, good call right there, my man. You're spot on. Uh, definitely appreciate you. Uh, next up is a text from Raider Braun in the South Bay. It says, AQ, it's Raider Braun from the South Bay. I just want to shed some light on why Yannick Ngakwe may have struggled last year. After his time in Jacksonville, Andy, he got traded during the preseason, so he had zero offseason, had to play on a D-line in Minnesota. They had Michael Pierce opt out, and Daniel Hunter was out for that year. Then got traded to a new team with a 3-4 scheme. I think with a full season on a team that fits the scheme he used to play, he'll be a huge playmaker. Happy Father's Day. Keep with the hard work, brother. Uh, that's Raider Braun in the South Bay. And, yeah, I, I believe that that is a, a major reason why Ngakwe may have struggled and still ended up with eight sacks. You know, still would have led the Raiders in, uh, in sacks in 2020. Uh, I just think that he needs to get onto a defensive line, like you said, where he's comfortable with something he knows, which is Gus Bradley. He knows him very well. Bradley knows how to get the most out of him, and he just needs to go out there and dominate and show that he's that alpha dog that uh, I've, I truly believe he is. And so uh, I like his attitude. I liked uh, his presser that he had the other day uh, following OTAs and the leadership sound that he had. And, hey, you know, it's basically accountability. And I know that Twitter doesn't mean everything, but he's been on Twitter and he's been, you know, quoting uh, older Raiders, talking about how he long, talking about a bunch of different uh, old older Raiders. And so he just kind of, you know, he, he appreciates the – 
the history of the Raiders. And so I think I think that that means something as well. So, of course, he's got to go out there and get it done on the field. But I do think that everyone's going to be very, very happy with what they see from Unique Ngakwe in 2021. Next up is a call from Raider Richard in Las Vegas. He's calling to talk about a few subjects, including the vibe at the stadium based off the tour that he went on and also talks about a podcast that he just got started. Here he is, Raider Richard in Las Vegas. Hey, Q, it's your boy Raider Richard out here in Las Vegas, man. Uh, sorry, I left a couple of voicemails, but I had some issues there. But uh want to go ahead and send up this voicemail, bro. want to go ahead and uh, just give you guys, just um, mention that it's been a while since I last, since I've called. Uh, but a couple of things have been updated. Wanted to see if you can give your boy a little help, a little support as well. And just want to shout you out on a couple of things. Uh, but first, I wanted to go to mention, uh, I've actually had the chance to be out there um, in, in the stadium a couple of, well, actually once already. And a couple of times, like kind of just hanging around it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely excited to go in and see what, um, I can't wait to have actually, you know, some games out there and actually see, you know, have Raider Nation there. And I gotta say, uh, you know, just hearing, hearing a couple of voicemails from, uh, from your last episode that it is definitely going to happen organically, but I can definitely let you know that Raiders chant, the, you know, Raiders, that chant from the moment that I took my tour, that I started a tour at, at the stadium, um, from the moment that I got in there, from the moment to I left, I think that chant was going on at least maybe every like five to ten minutes, if that, if any, if, if not more. It seemed like it was going on so all the time when people were on the field, because especially as soon as people got on the field, all you all you heard was just Raiders. But I definitely agree with you when it comes down to it that it's just going to happen organically once Raider Nation gets out there. But um, last couple, last thing here, Q, I, I just want to give you your props on everything that you're doing, man, and I want to. Thank you for the inspiration. I've actually, um, over this time, I've actually had the inspiration and, and to uh, start my own podcast. And you're the big reason why that happened, man. Uh, you know, just listening to you and everything and all that uh, for these past couple, for these past like two years, um, it really inspired me to just kind of do do my thing and just you know, uh, you know, start my own podcast. But uh, I definitely want to go in and just thank you for that. And uh, I'm hoping that you can give a shout, shout out your boy here. The podcast is called the West Coast Sports Podcast. Yeah, you can find it just about anywhere: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, just about anywhere. Um, it's uh, it, it's really just around uh, my three favorite teams: the Raiders, the Lakers, the Dodgers. Me being an LA boy uh, that moved to Vegas, and with them, with my Raider, with the Raiders being out here and everything in Vegas, I thought, what better way to, to start a podcast? And you inspired me as well to go ahead to go ahead and apply for some uh, radio stations out here. And hoping at some point maybe when you're out here and for ESPN Las Vegas that our, our paths can cross or something, man. But I just want to thank you again, bro. I want to hoping you shout out, hoping you shout out your boy, and I want to just thank you again and give you your props for, for your inspiration, man. And I and I bet there's other people out there that you that you've done that as well. So thank you, bro. Um, again, Raider Nation for life. Uh, thank you again, man. And uh, keep doing your thing, bro. Appreciate it. There he goes, Raider Richard in the 702 uh, West Coast Sports Podcast. Huh? Raiders, Lakers, Dodgers, nothing wrong with that, man. Very, very nice. My mom would uh, approve of two out of three of those teams. Mama Q would say, Raiders, check. Lakers, check. Dodgers, not so much. <laughs> Mama Q is a big-time Giants fan, so you lost her there. But, no, uh, congratulations, man. And, and I'm glad that I can be uh, a little bit of a motivation or whatever. And if that's, you know, if that's the case, if that's what got you motivated to do something like that, great. Take that podcast and run with it, man. You never know where it can, it can get you, man. I, I never thought that – I never knew – what this podcast was going to do. I never knew what Black Hole Banter, when I first started that podcast with James Arcelona, I never knew what that could possibly do for me. All I knew is that it was
was talking, we were going to talk Raiders and that there wasn't enough outlets out there talking about the Raiders. Now there's a ton of podcasts out there talking Raiders. There's a radio station talking Raiders. I mean, there's all kinds of things, uh, entities out there talking Raiders. So I think that's great. So uh, if, if you're going to do West Coast sports, go on and get it, man. Now, since you're in Vegas, you might as well jump on the Golden Knights as well. Is as exciting as they are, man, just that, just that atmosphere. But, uh, hey, you know, take it slow. Take it slow and, and continue to grow it and do what you do, man. So continue to check in with me and let me know how, how things are going. So, uh, yeah, appreciate that. Also, yeah, I think the stadium is going to be incredible when it's opened up for fans. Uh, when, when you get in there, when Raider Nation gets into Allegiant Stadium, it is going to be amazing. I can't wait to hear it, and I can't wait to see it. So there you go. Uh, how about a text from Big Ben, the Raiders version? He says, hey, Q. Big Ben Raider version here. Great emphasis on today's show with Gus Bradley talking about turnovers, making things simplified so they play fast, physical, ball out. Last few years with Gunther, it was all about making the right reads and being in the correct position. Think, 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 not react, react, react. Turnovers were the last things on the player's mind. How important are turnovers in the NFL? Check out this stat. Total games with positive turnover margins last two seasons and what their record was when they won the turnover battle that game. Steelers won the turnover battle 20 times in the last two seasons. They went 17-3. and They were first in the league with that. Packers did it 19 times. They went 19-0. They were second. The Patriots, 17 times. They were fourth. They went 16-1. The Bucks did it 15 times. They were 13-2. They were seventh overall. The Chiefs did it 14 times. They went 13-1. They were ninth overall. The Ravens, 13 times. They went 13-0. They were 13th in the league. The Raiders were all the way down at 32nd. They only won the turnover battle six times, and they were 6-0. and So right there, it lets you know the turnovers are huge. He said only six games in two years have the Raiders won the turnover battle, and you see their record. The Raiders' last two years, offense 13th lowest in giveaways, defense 32nd in takeaways. 21, 2021 defensive motto, fast, physical, ball out. That's from Big Ben the Raider version, that was a great, great stat. I mean, hell, we could do a whole show on that. You know, I could do a whole segment just based off that. That's a great, great stat right there and lets you see how important those turnovers are. The Raiders are 6-0 when they've won the turnover battle the last two years, and they've only done it six times, 32nd in the league. So can you imagine if they get up there around uh, like the Bucks were uh, with 15? They did it 15 times and obviously in two years, but still they went 13-2 and those 15 times. They were 7th. Overall, that, that would be incredible if the Raiders could get up there top 10 in, in creating turnovers. And I know Gus Bradley's defense doesn't normally create a bunch of turnovers, but they've got to be better than that. They've got to be able to do better than what they've done the last two years. Thank you so much for that text. That was great. That's a great mic drop moment, too. Let's just go ahead and wrap up the show right there. That's all I got for you for today's show. Coming up tomorrow, we'll have more news and notes of the day as the week gets really cracking. We'll definitely have some news and notes. Uh, we'll get to some more calls and texts throughout that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, and we'll have plenty more to to talk about Raiders related please believe that because that's how we get down so uh, have a great day Raider Nation hopefully everything is going really really well for you and uh, continue to do what you do take care of your family love on your family and uh, most importantly as always just win baby